Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are, wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, the Daily Hammer, as well as the new podcast with Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, as well as free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we will be for free. Just hit that subscribe button. And obviously, we will give you the latest content available whenever you choose to listen. And the great thing about it is, is that if it's a new day, there's likely new content, as can be seen on the Battery Power Podcast network of shows currently. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And no games for the Braves to discuss, but plenty of fun developments over the past Three days when it comes to the Braves, starting Sunday, Monday, and two, starting Sunday going into Monday and Tuesday with the 2022 MLB draft. The Braves welcoming tw- 22 new players to the organization. The Road to Atlanta crew has done absolutely fantastic work writing up about each of the picks over at BatteryPower.com. You've got three new episodes of the Road to Atlanta uh, podcast to be able to listen to, giving you a day one, day two, a day three recap, as well as now being able to track the signings. We know that the Braves made a very you know unique but also interesting trade days before the draft to get more pool money to potentially get more signings to really put some new, you know, talent into a minor league system that needs it. So plenty of fun activity from the MLB draft. Make sure you check out the Road to Atlanta podcast for all the latest when it comes to the newest Braves. But that wasn't the only thing where the Braves were, you know, a part of something fun. On Monday night, Ronald Acuna Jr., for the second time in his career, was in the 2022 Home Run Derby. 19 first-round home runs. Even though Ronald Acuna Jr. hit 19 home runs, he really did never hit that groove that that really separates pretenders from contenders. You saw, you know, Julio Rodriguez, who really had an outstanding performance. You saw it from Pete Alonso at times. You saw it from Juan Soto at times. This groove that really allowed for players to be able to find success in the home run derby, Ronald Acuna Jr. really didn't find that, and so he wasn't able to beat, you know, one of the best ever at the Home Run Derby and Pete Alonso, a two-time champion. And so Ronald Acuna Jr. was eliminated in the first round. Nothing disappointing, but probably not the showing many had hoped for. And of course, Juan Soto eventually wound up the champion, though in my opinion, Julio Rodriguez truly was the best performer on Monday night. And then a low-scoring affair in the All-Star game where some Braves had some success. You know, Ronald Acuna Jr. led off the game or at least the bottom of the first inning, with a double. Austin Riley got a hit. You know, I believe that the Braves overall were 2-for-9 in the game. So nothing significant as far as a contribution from a Braves player. The American League eventually winning 3-2. to two. But one takeaway that I will say from this weekend is that this goes to show that once again, the Braves are going to consistently be well-represented when it comes to the All-Star game moving forward. 
Ronald Acuna Jr. is 24 years old. William Contreras is 24 years old. Austin Riley, 25 years old. Dansby Swanson, depending on if he stays with the Braves, he's in his late 20s, 28, I believe. Max Freed, 28, 29 himself. My point that I'm getting at is the Braves consistently being well-represented, that's going to be a consistent theme moving forward. This isn't the last home run derby that Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to be in, in my opinion. You're potentially going to see other pitchers or hitters make all-star appearances. We know that Ozzie Albies has been a former all-star. Matt Olson has been a former all-star. Max Freed likely will be an all-star in the future as well. The Braves' core, as exciting as it is for the core of this Braves team to make the Atlanta a consistent contender, Going forward, it also makes it to where the Braves are likely going to be well represented at All-Star Games moving forward as well. And whatever your opinion of the All-Star break may be, I I would suspect most most of us enjoy it. It's fun to see the Braves be well represented, but it's also fun to see the fact that this isn't just about this year. This is, again, the just the beginning of what should be some fun history to be made, not only this year, but beyond when it comes to the Braves in the All-Star Game. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see over the years just how many players are consistently there with Ronald Acuna Jr. and others. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. With the 2022 All-Star Game now in the rearview mirror, obviously it's Wednesday, July 20th. The Braves have today and tomorrow off, and then they will be back in action at home against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim starting on Friday. And of course, that means the second half of the season begins as well. And the fun thing is, is that there are several different narratives to really watch more, but three that stand out to me that could highly impact just how successful the second half of the season is for the Braves and where the Braves will be when it comes to the postseason. These are a couple of narratives that I'll really be watching myself moving forward. Number one, it's watching Alex Anthopoulos get to work. There was there have been few examples in recent baseball history. There have been few, if any, better examples of a general manager absolutely changing the overall outlook of a team than what Alex Anthopoulos did last year. Bringing in Jock Peterson, 
Jorge Soler, among others, revamping the Braves outfield, allowing for, you know, the Braves to get healthy, and from that, bringing depth to a team that eventually allowed for them to win a World Series title. But also don't forget, he extended two veterans. Both Travis Dardo and Charlie Morton played significant roles in the Braves winning the World Series last year, but the he the Alex Anthopoulos also was able to keep them around for this season and perhaps beyond. Now, Travis Dardo wound up being an all-star. Charlie Morton has struggled so far this year. That's fine. You know, it happens. But the point is, is that in multiple ways, Alex Anthopoulos has consistently made the right moves at the trade deadline and even has made some astute extensions around this time of the MLB calendar. And I would expect, we call it, I guess the best way to put it would be that Alex Anthopoulos has been a master on the margins. We saw the big trade, that one big, huge trade that we were all talking about. That happened in spring training. When Alex Anthopoulos made the major move to bring in Matt Olson to replace Freddie Freeman and eventually extend Matt Olson. I don't necessarily think that that type of move is going to be what's on the docket. I don't expect for the Braves to really be in the market for a frontline starter, for instance, because number one, they may not have the pieces, but number two, they don't necessarily need to make that major of a move. So I don't expect for the Braves to be in, you know, the Juan Soto conversations if there is to be those in which Juan Soto could potentially be traded. I don't think the Braves are going to make any type of move to that level. But could the Braves potentially make a minor move or two that could provide reliable depth to this team like Anthopolis did last year? Sure. A couple of areas that we've discussed are perhaps an upgrade at the utility infield position. Orlando Arcia has really fallen off in terms of his offensive production. We saw Phil Gosselin be uh, uh, designated for assignment. He's an angel now. Robinson Cano at least seems to be a body that could, you know, play at second base for the next month until Ozzie Albies is available. But without a doubt... Another bat who could offer a bit of upside off the bench. It could be a guy who could play third, second, or short in the case there were to be another injury to one to uh, you know Swanson or Riley or or Albies. A utility bat that the Braves could potentially utilize in the playoffs off the bench in pinch hitting situations. That could be an area for the Braves to focus on when it comes to a trade. And of course, the overall biggest need for this team is another reliable arm. You know, you, you you feel that you can rely on Max Freed being who he is. You have faith Kyle Wright is going to continue to be productive. But beyond that, whatever faith that you have, there's so much potential with the rest of the Braves staff, with Charlie Morton, Spencer Strider, and Ian Anderson. And there's obviously so much talent in the Braves bullpen, but there's also plenty of questions. It seems like that besides Max Freed, A.J. Minter, and perhaps Kyle Wright, when you, with every other pitcher, that you expect to play a major role from the team, both in the starting rotation and the bullpen, yes, there's clear upside, but there also is a legitimate question of the risk that's involved with that pitcher. So another reliable arm or two probably makes the most sense for the Braves to target at the trade deadline, and who knows? There's probably not the obvious extension candidates 
this year like there was in Travis Darno and Charlie Morton last year, but maybe there could be a surprise extension. I'd be surprised if it's an Austin Riley or a Dansby Swanson or a Max Reed, but you never know. So the point is, is that one narrative to watch right out of the gate in the second half of the season is Alex Anthopoulos going to work, doing what he does best, and looking to solidify the need areas for this Braves team as it looks to once again get into the groove and compete for another World Series title. But of course, with that being said... Consistent contributions from those play from those players who have big been who have been big boost to the Braves is also a narrative to watch. Make no mistake, it's no coincidence that the Braves started playing to their full talent level. That the Braves started playing to the level of being the best team in baseball over the past two months. It's no coincidence they started doing that. Once Spencer Strider went into the starting rotation and Michael Harris became the everyday center fielder. That's how special and productive both of those rookies have been so far this season. Will they be able to continue it? You could arguably say that both Harris and Spencer Strider are the favorites. You know, they're the top two rookies right now. They're battling each other for the NL Rookie of the Year. But can they continue? To be productive. Spencer Strider struggled in his final start of the first half. You know, uh, this past Sunday, Michael Harris fell off a bit when it came to his production in July. As the league starts to figure out Strider on the mound and Harris at the plate, can they find their way? Can they find the ability to remain the stabilizing forces to the rotation, to the defense, and to the lineup that both of those players have been? I don't necessarily know if Strider is going to be as dominant as he's been or, or if Harris is going to be as productive moving forward. I don't necessarily know if Harris is going to be able to produce a 900 OPS in the second half of the season, but there's no reason not to have faith that both players will remain productive. It's just going to be interesting to see to what level they can be productive and if they truly will remain the two favorites for NL Rookie of the Year. So as Michael Harris and Spencer Strider evolve, is there going to be any innings limit for Strider? Is there going to be a change in his role for this Braves team? A fun narrative in the second half of the season will be seeing how both Strider and Michael Harris continue to adjust to the league as the league adjusts to them to remain successful and how their roles will evolve as time goes on. And the last narrative is this, and I think potentially the most important. Make no mistake, this Braves team, in my opinion, is right up there with any other team in the National League when it comes to going after the pennant and being the World Series representative for the National League this year. I think you can make the argument, yeah, sure, maybe the Dodgers are the most talented team. I don't think the Mets are more talented than the Braves. Now, if you throw in a healthy Max Scherzer and you throw in a D- Jacob deGrom, now that becomes a discussion. But I think the Braves are right there with any other team in the National League as being a favorite to represent the league in the World Series. What potentially sets Atlanta apart, though, is Ronald Acuna Jr. getting back to being himself consistently 
and Ozzie Albies coming back from injury and being the offensive force he can be at times. That's the one thing that stands out about how successful the offense has been. It's been great to see Matt Olson continue to evolve into the power uh, the power piece that we saw for so many years in Oakland. He now is finally you know showing that form here in Atlanta. It's great to see Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley emerge as two true MVP candidates. You hope that they'll be able to continue their success. But at the end of the day, the two most dynamic talents on this team, in my opinion, are both Ozzie Albies and Ronald Acuna Jr. And what is going to set the Braves apart from the rest of the National League is both Acuna Jr. and Albies performing at their best when it's needed most. That's what's made this year so fun so far, is that we've seen all this offense, we've seen all this great play from Atlanta, but arguably their two overall best talents, we haven't even really seen them at their best. Because of coming back for injury from Acuna, because of struggles for Albies before his injury. If both those players, by the time the playoffs come around, are healthy, productive, and playing at their normal level of play, then Atlanta arguably becomes the favorite to represent the National League in the World Series. But it's got to happen. It's happened before. You hope it happens again. And if it does, that's what really could give Atlanta that extra boost to once again be in true contention for a World Series title. It's been a fun first half of the season. One of the more productive offensive first halves of the season we've seen in the history of the Braves. Can Riley and Swanson... And Olsen continue their production in the second half of the season. And can Ronald Acuna Jr. and Dallas Albies, once they get back, find their grooves as well? It's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get to that point, it's going to be fun watching Alex Anthopoulos at work. It'll be really interesting to see what moves he potentially could make to continue to make this, to gain as much certainty for this Braves team to be in the best position possible to defend their World Series title. We'll be back with you on Friday previewing the weekend series against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Hopefully the Braves can continue their streak of winning series and, and, and consistently being able to put wins together. It'll be fun to see Max Reed, Kyle Wright, and others on the mound th th this weekend. We'll be back with you on Friday. Until then, hope you enjoyed All-Star Weekend. Hope you enjoyed the 2022 MLB Draft. Make sure to check out the Road to Atlanta podcast series that's out now recapping the draft, as well as all the great podcast content from the Battery Power Podcast Network, BatteryPower.com, Battery Power SBN, across all forms of social media, free on all podcast platforms, wherever you listen. My name's Sean Coleman. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. <laughs>